So this is uh, Dr. Catherine Otto. I'm here at the European Society of Cardiology meeting in Barcelona, and I'm here with Dr. Pieper to talk about her recent paper in Heart on Prospective Validation and Assessment of Cardiovascular and Offspring Risk Models for Pregnant Women with Congenital Heart Disease. So welcome to the meeting. Thank you, Dr. Otto. So let's just start by asking you to describe what, what was the objective of your study, what led you to undertake this research? In uh, recent years, uh, several risk estimation uh, models for pregnant women with heart disease has come out in the literature. One was our own uh, Sahara One uh, risk estimation model, and the most well-known is the CARPREC score. And there also is um, recommended uh, by the uh, ESC guidelines on pregnancy and heart disease, the WHO classification. These are all different systems that uh, assign a class of risk to a woman who wants to get pregnant who has underlying heart disease. But these systems have been uh, found out in certain studies, but they never have been validated. And I thought when we did a prospective uh, follow-up of uh, pregnant women with heart disease in the Netherlands, our Sahara study, that it would be very useful to uh, try to validate these different systems uh, throughout this study. So this was sort of a side study of the Sahara study. Okay, that's very interesting. So what kind of factors go into these risk scores? What does a clinician need to know about a patient to calculate a a risk score in a woman who wishes to get pregnant but has heart disease? For the CARPREC risk score, these are mainly functional class, left ventricular ejection fraction, previous events, and uh, LVOT obstruction. And the Sahara 2 study had some of the same predictors but did not identify left ventricular ejection fraction, probably because left ventricular dysfunction is more rare in uh, women with congenital heart disease, and this was a congenital heart disease population. But they did identify AV valve. Uh, regurgitation and use of medication and more complex disease like uh, in origin cyanotic diseases that usually had had been repaired and also mechanical valve as a high risk uh, factor for uh, complications during pregnancy. While the WHO classification is more an integration of everything that is known about the risk of uh, heart disease and it's largely based on expert opinion. Okay, that's very helpful. What kind of event rates did you see in your population of women? What kind of what could, what was the risk profile of these women in terms of like how many adverse maternal and fetal events were there? In the Sahara study in which we validated these systems, we had uh, 10% uh, maternal uh, cardiac complications. And uh, the main complications were arrhythmias, and we also saw heart failure, but in a low percentage, and uh, also thromboembolic events, mainly in the women with mechanical valves. Um, And this is a very important question you ask, because uh, the population that we validated these risk uh, systems in um, is is not the same population as the populations in which these systems were developed. I think that's very important, though, the 10%, because, I mean, for a woman contemplating pregnancy, a 10% risk is fairly high, so I think it is pretty important to try to identify 
which women are at risk because we'd certainly like to counsel them before pregnancy and monitor them more closely if they're in that high-risk group. That's certainly true. It is important. This is what women want to know. Uh, and in addition, they want to know about the risk of their, for their offspring. Um, so is my baby going to be healthy when it's uh, born or not? And we also looked into that in this study. And what did you find? Which of these risk scores was most validated in your model? Interestingly, our own Sahara 1 risk score that was developed also in congenital heart disease was not the most helpful system, but the most helpful system was this WHO risk score that integrates everything that is known and that is largely based on expert opinion. So, uh, And the CARPREX score, which uh, was developed in a population with both acquired and congenital heart disease, was not at all helpful in our population with congenital heart disease. So this, it is very interesting that we can do all this research and identify all sorts of factors. But when we put it in a risk score developed in a certain specified population, it will not work so well as soon as the, the population is different. And apparently we as experts can integrate all this knowledge and give a better judgment about risk than just when we calculate some numbers and add them up up to a risk score. And I think this makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense that we're putting more in. Um, how do, if, I want, if I'm seeing a patient with congenital heart disease and she's asking about pregnancy, how do I calculate her WHO risk score? Where, where, is there a website I can go to or look in your paper? Where's the best source of information? We did uh, sort of summarize it in our paper, but there is a bit more information Uh, regarding this risk score in the ESC pregnancy guidelines uh, published in 2011 and they can be found on the ESC website under guidelines. So that is probably the easiest way and the the best way to uh, find out about this system. And, and what, are the, what are the key variables in when I'm seeing a woman with congenital heart disease? What are the things that are like most likely to lead that woman to be high risk? Is it ejection fraction, pulmonary pressures? Uh, you know, what, what are the kind of major drivers of risk in this, these patients? Certainly uh, pulmonary pressures are important. LV ejection fraction is important when it's really low, like under 30%. These women are at very high risk of complications and also under 40% the risk is elevated. A wide aorta is important. Uh, Having a systemic right ventricle is important. Having a mechanical valve increases your risk. So, and also if you have more than one thing wrong with you, your risk will increase. So it is sort of additive and this is what we intuitively know uh, from our, and also know from our practice that this is true, but which is difficult to exactly calculate from a risk score like the Sahara and Caprec risk score. And I think this is why they perform less well. I think it's very helpful. And as you, you know, as you can see with a risk score like this, not only are you going to identify who's high risk and needs to be monitored carefully, but you can also reassure the women who are lower risk that they might be okay with pregnancy. Is that that your view too? Certainly, maybe that's even more important. It's also important in, in, uh, in a 
the view of saving costs of medical care because you may, in women who are low risk, you may be easier during the pregnancy with them, see them less often, put less costs into them. And from that point of view, it's very interesting. And another recent study that we did uh, was uh, measuring anti-pro-BMP in women at uh, 20 weeks of their pregnancies. These were also women with congenital heart disease. And what we found was when the anti-pro-BMP was low, like under 128 picogram per liter, um, then they hardly had any risk of cardiovascular events during their pregnancies, during the rest of their pregnancies. So um, these are things that does not come in that risk score or the WHO classification, but that you also can use when you are uh, advising a woman and when you are following her during the pregnancy. So where do we need to go in the future? As you say, this is all largely uh, expert opinion-based. Is this the best we're going to get, or should we continue to research this topic? I think we should continue to research this topic. Certainly we should, but always... When you uh, give advice to one specific woman, you do not just have to calculate one risk score. That's not a good idea. But take all the knowledge from all this research that we have done and that we will be doing in the future and try to integrate it to a good advice. And certainly this WHO classification will be updated throughout the years. I'm sure we'll do that as experts and maybe that will remain the best system but it will not be the same as it is today. It will change when our knowledge increases over time. All right. Thank you very much for talking to me. I think that's a very helpful practical advice and a very interesting paper that I hope uh, you'll all go online and take a close look at. So thank you very much. Thank you very much.